Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to the chat line on YouTube and whatever your questions or comments are, I can respond to them today. All right. Appreciate that. And good morning, everybody here. Hi, y'all. Good. So my question is, can you serve two masters? You ever heard that before? That you, it's been said that you cannot serve two masters. So my question is, is that true or not? I want to get to that. But first, I was talking to, um, I got this call from a young man in another state. And he was telling me that he is on, he's 28 years old, I believe. And he's on welfare, you know, on the government, relying on the government. And that he wants to get off of the government, but he's afraid to. He's like literally afraid to get off because, you know, that's a guarantee for him. And if he got a job, the job might not last. And so he's, you know, and I've never heard it put that way, but uh, that is true. I can understand how anybody, how a person could be addicted to the government like that. You're afraid to let that go because that's a guarantee for you. So it seems. Anybody been afraid to get off the government? No. Anybody on the government? You're not telling it? Are you relying on the government? Well, well, are you afraid to get off? Not really. Not, not so much anymore. As long as I'm healthy enough to work. And have you been afraid to get off before? Yeah. And why were you afraid? Because um, you get off, you just, I just didn't have the faith. Let me put it that way. You didn't have the faith? I didn't have the faith. To no. get off the government? Yeah. And, 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 and now I'm just accepting if, if I'm, I could just get off and, hey, if God wants me to die tomorrow, I'm going to die. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. So. And so you say if God wants you to die? No, I don't think God wants me to die. But I'm just saying I'm, I'm having more faith now in my, uh, my own spirit, myself, that I, I'm not really afraid. I'm just hoping uh, that my health is okay and I keep going all right and, you know, I'm strong enough to hold my own. Right. Because if, you know, when you don't hold your own, then then you could be in trouble. And I don't think I want to be left in the, the hands of my children. <laughs> no, know? you don't. No. And um, <laughs> I said, no, they'll put me on a wheelchair and say, bye, Mom, go down the freeway, you know. <laughs> they'll roll you off the cliff. Yeah. And so I, I don't want to be in under their government. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, and so you are afraid to get off. Do you trust the government more than you trust yourself? No, I don't trust the government. You don't trust They don't the know what they're doing. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Interesting. I want to get into that as we move forward this morning. Um, so how many people believe that you can serve two masters? Can you define master first? Um, money. It varies from person to person. So. Money. Oh, yeah, he need the money. Sorry. No, my question is, I mean, before I answer the question, how does one define master? It's different when, from person to person. In the Bible, it talks about money. You can't love money and God. Uh, but it could be anything. It could be um, material things, friendships, uh, relationships, married and husband and wife. It could be education. 
and God, you know, can you serve God and other things at the same time? Are you able to do that? You ask me personally, uh-huh. am I able to serve God as well as other people at the same time? Right. I guess the answer is yes, because I do today. I, I pray to God every night, and I have two children and a wife. So I do, but is, if you're asking me, is one the ultimate master? I'm not guessing the, the answer would be there's only one ultimate master, so you can only serve one at a time. But I can also, be, I can also serve others, so I'm not sure that. Can you, take, um, can you take your children or leave them? You can do it without them? No. You would trip out if you lose them? Yes. Uh, and why are you so close to them that you would trip out like that? Because I love them unconditionally for the first time in my entire life. I love something unconditional. I'm sorry? For the first time in my entire life, I found out what unconditional love is. And I've got two daughters that prove that. Oh, yeah. So I could not. They're 20 months and six months. I could not go without them, no. I could. I'd have to. I don't want to. And could you go without God? That's... Uh, <laughs> I'm probably struggling with that a bit right now. I could say yes, but the answer is probably no. I don't know. That's why, that's why I'm here. Right. So you, you're sure that you can't go without your daughters, but you're not sure if you could go without God. At this particular moment, yes. You can do without him? I'm not saying I can. I'm just, I, I don't know. Oh, you're saying yes, I'm not sure? Correct. Yes. Oh, okay. And which do you love most, God or children? Bless you, sir. My daughters. You love them more. Why? That's my flesh. That's my flesh and blood. Oh, and that's amazing. Did you know that before now that you love them more than you love God? I have never been asked a question before until just now. <laughs> and you never thought about it, huh? Never. Do you love money? No. You don't love money? I need it. I don't love it. Oh, okay. But you love your kids more than you love God. What do you say about that? I love kids myself. I never had kids to know exactly uh, like what that exact feeling is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as love, love kids, uh, I mean, I see kids even if they're other people's kids. Uh, God forbid if anything happens, I will sacrifice my own life to protect theirs. That's how much I love kids. Really? Yes. But these are somebody else's kids that you see walking down the road, yes. right? Yes. It will be different if you had your own. Uh, yeah. You'd be praying to God to take them. Yes. No, not take them. Not, not take them, but, uh, you know, as far as loving kids goes. You'd yes. be like, God, I love you more. Take these bad kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, do you think it's right to love the children more than you do God? Uh, considering that he probably gave them to me, no. Oh, okay. I'm not saying I have the right. You, you, you ask me a question, I'll always give you my honest answer. I'm right not on. saying it's right, but I don't know. I can't tell you right now for sure that I love God more than my kids. I can't say yes. For the no, I appreciate your honesty. It's best that you know that you know. That way it can straighten yourself out. But if you lie to yourself, it won't work out very well. I agree. So you're absolutely right. Uh, how about you, Joe? What do you love? Do you love, you serve two masters? Um, no, I don't think I serve two masters. How many um, you serve? Three or four? <laughs> <laughs> I think ultimately, uh, I understand that that God is over everything. So I think I don't necessarily serve the two masters. No, you don't. I don't think so. Um, what is important to you on earth? What is important to me? Are there people, places, or things that are important to you on earth? I think the the business that I'm 
getting going is kind of, or what I have going already is kind of important, the most important thing. Um, Can you do without it? Yeah, I do find myself being attached to it in some ways, but then I, I see it. Um, but I, I ultimately know that I, I wouldn't I don't put it over God. So if you lost your dancing thing, right? If, if it just vanished, you wouldn't trip out. I would be affected by it, um, but I understand that um, it is what it is. You love money. I like money. How about love it? Uh, I don't have an attachment to it. <laughs> you think I believe that? <laughs> you trying to fool them or me? <laughs> I don't think I don't think I do though. Huh? I, don't think, I don't think I do. You don't love money? I yeah, but I don't think I have an attachment. Maybe I don't know. I don't think I do. You don't? I don't think I do. What happens on payday before we get here? <laughs> Make sure that you give it to me. <laughs> He's the first one. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> I don't have to worry about when payday is. He reminds me. <laughs> so you don't love money, huh? Well, I'm going to hold your paycheck this week. Okay. We might have some problems. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody in this room love anything more than God. You don't serve two masters. That's amazing. Okay, then. I have a different kind of question. Yes. I'm guilty of that. You're guilty of what? Serving two masters. Who are your two masters? Um, well, Satan for one. <laughs> you love Satan? You can't do I without I love him. his uh, deception. Yeah. yeah. And who's the other one? I think that's it. You love two Satans? I have one master. Oh, <laughs> so you only have one master? Yes. And that's Satan? Yeah. You have no other master? Not that I'm aware of, no. Oh, okay. Right here. Yes. I'm guilty of that, too. Uh, having two masters? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Who not loving. Uh, and not two masters can be more than just my, it can be God and everything else. It can be your car, it could be. Men, it could be women, it could be partying, whatever. It doesn't necessarily have to be two, two items. So go ahead. So I don't you, know exactly um, if I have, if I love, I would say that up to this point, I really haven't loved God. So I don't oh. know that I have two masters in that way. So you, but, but so you love Satan? I would, I would, yeah, I would say that. And everything that comes with him? Yeah. I'm sorry? I, I would, yeah, I would uh -oh. say that. Not uh, that okay. I like that about myself, but yeah. <laughs> it's hard to admit it. A little bit. I mean, did, who wants to admit that? Did you know about that before right now, that he was your master? In a way, yeah. Uh. But not necessarily as clear as I've been seeing it lately. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so anybody else here serve more than one master? Okay. You serve more than one? Well, I used to. <clears throat> I mean, now, how many do you have? Well, now? Uh-huh. Well, I'm getting over it, but I used to be food. I used to be what? Food. 
food? Uh-huh, you didn't over food? Yeah. How are you doing that? Well, I used to eat, uh, eat a lot of sweets and all that. Oh, I see to, what you're uh, Yeah. To feel good. Right. And you love God? I'm loving him now more and more each day. Is he your only master or you have other ones? No, he's you my You just own. have the food and him? Well, uh, the food and alcohol. You have alcohol too? I don't have it now. Not I don't, with you in your purse, but no, I in don't, the car and at home. No. <laughs> no, but I used to. Oh, I got you. Yeah, for oh, many okay. years. But uh, no, I'm I'm loving God more and more, and I'm beginning to question a lot of things. Okay, you know? that's cool. And I see that I have to do a lot of things that He requires of me. Right. And I do it, even it's hard, you know, sometimes. To right do. on. Okay. And so the lady in the back, you said that you only have, you don't serve two masters? No, I thought about it. I do. Right? Uh-huh. I and the reason for this, this is not a test. You, you don't get an A or B or fail. It's so that you can get to know yourself. Uh, this year is about knowing thyself. And the only way you're going to overcome this, you got to know what's going on with you. So it's not, I'm not going to give you a grade for it. Right. Go I ahead. But, um, so at first you said, yes, you only serve one master. Now you're saying more than one? Well, no, I didn't say yes at first, I don't think. I just was listening to everybody, and yes, that's right, because I know God is there. God is what? I know God is there in my life. Okay. But the other stuff is so tempting, but it's weird because when I try to do the other stuff, it never works out. And I think that's God loving me, because if it worked out, I could be really on the road to hell. You know what I mean? You can be on the road to hell if it worked out. You mean your other masters? My other masters, yes. If if those things that I did seemed to work out or whatever, I could be in some really deep trouble. But God seems to always, it doesn't work out. Right. And I always come to the conclusion that it's almost like, you know, I have to come home again with my tail between my legs. Well, you were right. I shouldn't have did that. A little louder for me? I said, it's almost like I have to come home ashamed right because it didn't work out and i shouldn't have did that in the first place and you know here i am again and but but i think he loves me more because he seems to protect me more from myself okay um and so you love god i do i think i think the most important thing in this world is my relationship with him but I don't always work on it because the other stuff tempts me. And you away. give it to it. I give it to it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so let me talk to some of the people who have overcome loving two masters. So I, I'm assuming that AS has you and me that the rest of you that didn't raise your hand, you only serve one master, right? Okay. You only serve one master? Not sure. You're not sure? Oh, okay. So you didn't raise your hand because you're not sure. No, I didn't raise my hand because I believed I only served one, but uh, the more people talk, it, it sounds like I'm guilty of the same thing. Oh, okay. In it's a different way, but the same thing. You, you serve more than one master? I'm not sure. Oh, you're not sure? Right. Oh, okay. This is why you got to get to know yourself. It's so amazing what you will find out about yourself if you watch yourself. Really, it is mind blowing. And this is why a lot of people don't 
really serve God, I mean, they don't return to the Father because they don't watch what's going on with themselves. It's, they'll watch it out there and not themselves. Okay, uh, I'll come back to you. So you have let go of, you only serve one master because you didn't raise your hand either. Well, the Bible says you can't not serve two masters. Not the Bible. How many do you serve? I'm just prefacing. Uh, okay. that the Bible says you can't serve two masters. Do you believe that? Uh, I didn't. I was a typical Christian who believed I could serve God for a while until I sinned, and then I'm serving the devil, but I'm coming right back to serving God. So do you believe you can serve more than one God? Or two masters more than one? No, I, I just don't know how to completely separate from serving Satan. How many masters do you have now? Just one. And that's Satan? Yes. Oh, are there material things that is a master to you? Material things. Um, yes. Yes, when you serve Satan, material things are your master. And what is your master other than Satan? Oh, money. Um, pleasure. Is it possible to have a relationship with Satan and he not and not serve him? Oh no, no, you're going to serve him. How do you know that? Because I see myself doing that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so you don't believe you can have a relationship with him without serving him? Right. Okay. Right. And so Satan is one master. And so the three of you guys say you serve him. And you don't recognize, in, before right now, you don't recognize, did you know you serve Satan right now, before now, before this question? You know, um, uh, I, I have, I've come around to that understanding. Um, it's not, not uh, the most fun thing to deal with. Let me ask, how many of you heard or read this before, that you can't serve? But one master, you can't serve two masters. And so in hearing it, have you thought about it? Or you just, what happened once you read it or heard it? You just, did it just not make, you didn't think about it? Well, what comes to my mind is, um, let's say after I give in to a thought, then it occurred to me, what is it in that moment? No, that's not what I'm asking. When you heard or read, and, and I got it here in Matthew uh, when you heard no one can be a slave to two masters, he will either hate one, he will either hate the first and love the second, or be attracted to the first and despises the second. You cannot be the slave of both God and of money. So you've heard that before, right? And read it before. Did you give it any thought at all? Or did you just say, I'm serving God, I, I don't love money. Or I don't love it. Yes. The way um, we Christians have processed you it. Just tell me about you. I, I am, because right. I'm one of those Christians. Right. Is that um, you can only serve one at a time. See, you can serve them both, but just one at a time. And that's, our, that's, that's, that's been our philosophy. Thinking? Yes. Well, that's what's taught to us, and that's what we believed. So what somebody I believed. told you you could serve... Repeat that. I'm sorry. See, the, the trick in the, um, in the teaching that most Christians get, pretty much all, is that you can serve 
you don't serve two masters at the same time. You oh. serve one for a little while, and then when the other t- tempts you to come his way, then you serve him for a little bit, and then you go back to the other one. That's we don't see it as serving two masters. We see it as serving one at a time, and that we sometimes slip up and serve the other guy. Oh, I got you. See, we don't see it as if we slip up and serve the other guy, then we're serving him all the time. Oh, I got you. So you were taught the impression you got from the, the teaching of that. So you're serving God today, and tomorrow you can be serving money and not be serving God. But that's fine because you can go back to God <laughs> right. and just serve God and not serve money. Correct. That is interesting. As long as you come back and repent, oh, you know, okay. you're, you're fine. That is so interesting to me. Yeah. Have you thought about this before today? I haven't. You have not? I haven't thought. I mean, it hasn't, since I had to express it, it helped me to understand yeah. my thinking a little better. And that's why God said, think on these things. Don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, who your friends are. Think on these things. And if you're not paying attention to you, you're not going to think on these things. Yeah, that's true. It really. I, you know, like, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring or the next moment. But I love and I'm grateful to get to know myself because I'm learning, I'm realizing so much about everything. It's mind-blowing. And then you start to see things that you ordinarily would not see. You really would not see. It's so amazing. Yeah, I would like to keep my eye on myself. It's just really difficult to do. And why? Uh, because when I get rocked for, from a, for an emotion or I get threatened, I tend to, it's almost like a knee jerk. I want to look out there for the cause, you know, yeah. and that, that know thyself. solving that problem is more important than seeing how I'm handling it in, within at the moment, Yeah, you know, and, uh, that's, that's a, um, a very faulty way of living. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Esteban? You serve more than one master? I mean, um, I don't <clears throat> think so, but more people talk about it. I think uh, how he was saying, I sometimes switch between two different masters. Had <laughs> <laughs> so prior to today, did you think you only serve God? I didn't think about it too much, but I would say so, yeah. You, you thought, wow, I'm a, I only have one master, that's God. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I was always looking to serve God. It was sometimes like when I would get like tempted, I would always go back to God or try to. So I thought I was serving God. Oh, and how about when you stop at McDonald's and then you, then you rest? <laughs> Who are you serving then? <laughs> I mean, like the most... Uh, the one I can think of right now is like when I was looking for a job and I got overwhelmed, you know, just kind of trying too hard instead yeah. of letting it happen slowly, one step at a time. I kind of just try to do it all at once. That's a good example. He was, he, he's like, he's part of our entrepreneur program. And so he's starting his own business and stuff. So he's trying to move up a little bit. So he started looking around for jobs and things like that. And he just started tripping out. And like worried about it. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? And it's not like he doesn't have a job. 
but he would get into it so it became his master and start to control him. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's interesting because I started getting uh, less patient, you know. Yeah. It started really affecting my mood and yeah. my day. Interesting. That's a good one. Uh, yes, ma'am. You have your hand, right? Okay. You know, you asked when people read that passage. Yes. I, I don't really, I'm I'm like you, I don't really think they think about it. Because if you really think about it, when you say you despise the one and you would love the other. Right. I think if they really thought about it, it would really drive them. I think if we, in general, myself included. Why haven't you thought about it? Cause, because and I understand, you, right. it's not a put down because right. I've been there too. No. And I've heard this all my life. I, and I also thought it just, it just applied to money. I never associated with anything else. I either love God or I love money. I didn't associate it with people, places, and things. But I think if you contemplate it, it's almost too terrible to contemplate because it would mean that you would have to serve God to the exclusion of everything else, which you should. But then the question is, how do I do that? Because you can't even make yourself right. So how do I not be tempted? <laughs> you know, I right. think that's what I mean. I think it would drive you, like you said, it would, if you think on those things, it drives you further into trying to find out know yourself and just know how, how do I do that how, what does that look like I right. can't do it on my own God like you, right. you got to help me yeah. and then you know what I'm saying so I think it will drive you further into finding out who you are and like you say knowing yourself I remember when I first started hearing this as I got older I would tell myself oh I don't love money you know because I'm a Christian and the Bible said don't do it. But I would be lying to myself. Because I remember back then when I didn't have money, I'd freak out. So, but never putting the two together that the money was my master. And then, but I noticed that as human beings, especially in that fallen state, we can hear things that sound true. And we would say to ourselves, oh, that's me. You know, I don't do that. And just be lying. It's so interesting to know that that can happen to you. Uh, I don't love money. Everybody love money. Even the bomb on the street love money. That's why they beg for it when they see you. And so, but they'll say, well, I don't love money because I love God. And that's not true. Um, I saw, yes, ma'am. Did I see your hand? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, my... Uh well, let me put it this way. The way I handle this other master that I serve, because I do want to serve God fully, and I know I don't, and there are times where I think I am serving God right. by not judging myself when I see that I'm serving the other guy and uh, knowing that I can't do anything, I have no control. But one thing I keep coming back to is always coming to the moment. And if you be, I always, for me, it works. If I'm aware of my right hand, I'm in the moment, and I'm with God. And I just, I'm always, I just well, thank him for sharing you got to get past that, too. Because that become your will being done. Because you can learn, live in the moment, uh -huh. live in the present. You can literally learn that, and it sounds like a true because God is in the present, right? And you start telling yourself, I'm in the present. 
I'm in the present. Or if you go unconscious, you tell yourself, I got to come back to consciousness. And it's still you willing to be. Because if you don't get past that learning of it, uh-huh. you're never going to experience being a real daughter of God. Because it's learned okay. knowledge. You, you cannot hold on to learn knowledge. When you hear me talk about this, it's just to awaken you, to bring your attention to yourself so you can find the right way and not hold on to the words of what I have to say. Well, because, <laughs> bless you, buddy. Because Satan will, I'm telling you, he will trick you with the, with the truth. He'll make you think you know it and you don't. You have the knowledge of it, but not the living word. Yeah. And at some point, you got to get to the living word. That's what you want. And speaking of the living word, Mary, can you go into the bathroom and put the toilet seat paper in the thing? They didn't know how to, the men didn't know how to do it, so. <laughs> James spent an hour in there trying to do it. <laughs> so I said, don't worry about it. I get the woman to do the man's job. <laughs> Well, I, so, I don't want to worry. Do everybody understand that, though? Yeah. You really have to be careful because Satan will make you allow you to hear these words and allow them to repeat them to yourself and make you think you have found God. And so, okay. like, and so when, some, when you go unconscious or in your mind, you say, oh, I'm going to come back to my hands. And you come back to your hands and he'll have you thinking that that's working. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and feel real something, s- a situation comes along and wipe you out. Right. And you well, find I mean, yourself overreacting or being afraid and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, uh, I'm just concerned because when a daydream comes or something, I get lost into it. Well, I realize, oh, how silly I, I'm daydreaming. So I come to the moment. I, I don't I don't feel like. I'm reminding myself that hey, there's another there's another safety place to go, and I don't know any other way that it would happen. I mean, because apparently it's coming to me, and I'm hoping it's not Satan's. Oh no, right. come to the moment, and because I, I know he's always going to throw me another line. Yes, and uh, I don't want to be trapped. Right, but I on the other that. hand, I know I can't do anything. So, what do you do? Very good question. And uh, Mark want to respond to that. Did you hear what she said? Yes. Um, so instead of telling herself, like, she get caught up in imagination, and right now she tells herself, oh, I'm in my imagination. So I, she become aware of her hands, so she, she's back, right? And I, I'm telling her to be careful of that, too, because she's willing herself to be in the moment, and it's not. It could, not I don't know if it's happening with you or not, but Satan used everything to make you think you found God. And at some point, you have to get past knowledge. So uh, do you understand what she's saying? Yes. And what do you say to that? I would say... She said, what do I do? What do I do? I can tell them in my head, so I come back to my hands, and I feel like I'm in the present. How do... What do I do? I would say um, you understand there's nothing that you can do or say. What? Um, Your speech and behavior are, are absolutely not up to you. The only thing that's up to you is what you believe. So... 
there's nothing to do. There's just something to believe. There's no words to say. There are no actions. There's no behavior. Um, because that, th- those things come from thoughts. And the thoughts are saying... How does one know when they're truly being guided by God, by the truth? You have peace, everlasting peace. You don't listen to your thoughts. You kind of just watch yourself as it happens. You're not planning on what to say. You're not processing words that other people say. You're just there. Okay. Does that help? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll come back to it. I think it's very complicated, I mean, because I'm not trying to get lost into my thoughts. It's just that when I realize, hey, I can be, I'm I'm getting lost in my thoughts. I I don't want to pay attention, so I'll be aware of the moment, and the thoughts go away. I don't know. I I don't know what else to do. But don't lock onto that. Pardon? Don't lock onto that. Don't okay. think that that's it. Well, I mean, I do thank God for, you know, waking me up. Because right. I, I was getting lost into the thought or right. something like that. I At go, least oh, you're thank aware you, that it's going on. Yeah. But it's much more to it than that. And I'm going to tell you in a minute. Okay. All right. Did you have your hand? And then I come to you. Okay. It, it's, it's more like a question. Um, yeah. Jesse, you, when you say serve... Because what I do, like maybe in the last decade, whenever I do something or I say something, I always think in the back of my head, is this, is this something that would make God happy? Or is this moral or immoral? So I still enjoy life. I do activities, hobbies. Sometimes I obsess on certain things. Right. So is that what you mean by serving where I'm spending too much time with something versus God? So before you do something wrong or while you're doing whatever you're doing, you think to yourself when you say out, is this serving God? Maybe not serving God, but is, is this right or wrong? Is it, would this please him or displease him? Oh, okay. Would this please God, right? Yeah. And then, so, and then you, and once you think about it, do you still go on and do it anyway? Oh, no, if, if it's You're like, if, no, this doesn't please him, but no, it's pleasing not right. me. I shouldn't do this. No, yeah. or I and you don't say do that. it. No, really, with everything. Well, in like the last decade or so, I'm more con- um, oh, okay. mindful of that. All right. So, even though I know it's going to feel good, it's going to be fun. It's going to be it's like <laughs> maybe not. That's that's good. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be okay if I don't do this. From what I can tell, there's only one way to please God. Do you know what that is? Uh, not sure. You don't know? Oh. By doing what? His will? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So you don't know the, how many Christians we have here right now? Oh, okay. Well, somebody got to know. Well, you say you don't know? Well, I, I know that we're supposed to pray, pray and, for guidance and do what we are supposed to do but is that always right or so listen i want everybody to relax and let's just fellowship together i'm learning from you right now you have no idea what i've already learned and hopefully you're realizing things too so you say you're a christian right what's the one way to please god um for me one way to please god is uh 
uh, be men in my word, uh, be aware of my, uh, well, conscience, conscience, and uh, uh, be aware of my, of my, your conscience, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, do you, what do you say? Well, I would say that one way to please it is be good to yourself first. Be good to yourself? First, yes. And how yeah. does one be good to himself that's a or herself? That's a question, but I mean, it's, that's, if you're good to yourself, you can be good to others. If you're not, you can't. So I guess... Um, to be considered much. Yeah, sorry. Take, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a broad question. So take care of yourself. I mean, I can't, I can't say do what's right because that's so subjective. So that's not going to work. So I'm trying to think. Be, um, yeah, just take care of yourself. I mean, you have to put yourself first before anyone else. So once you do that, then you can serve others. So, and how do you take care of yourself? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean. Are you guys having a much fun on that right now? I'm in paradise right now. I really am. Paradise. Um, how do you be good to yourself? And you think that's going to please God? It's a start for sure because um, I can't serve others if I'm not, if I don't take care of myself first. By doing what? How do you take care of yourself? You live ways, right? I, I do. Yeah. Is that taking care of yourself? It's one piece of the puzzle, yes. <laughs> and you think God is happy with you for doing that? It's, it's, not, it's not that act that he's happy about. It's the fact that I'm trying to better myself. So oh, okay. It's not the individual acts. It's what do I do every day to take a step forward, be a better person to myself and others. All right. And what else you do to yourself that make you please God? To myself? Yeah, what else you have to do? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm a good father and good husband. Okay. I go to work every day. Um, you, how long have you been married? It'll be three years, uh, May 1st. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, look good, man. And so you're a good husband? Uh, that's, up, that's up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I would say sometimes yes, sometimes no. And, and who decides sometimes yes or no, you or your wife? I do. And so how come sometimes you're not a good husband? Uh, we fight quite a bit. I'm not sure this is the proper venue for this, but we, no, we fight quite a bit. No, it's the perfect venue for it. Okay. Yeah. You fight a lot with your wife? It, it ebbs and flows. You caught me at a, at, a, at a flow right now. A lot of fighting, actually, yes. Right, and who started the fight? Um, probably me. Who started the fight? Me. And, <laughs> and why do you start a fight with your wife? Probably not letting things of the past go. Oh. You still judge what she did in yes. the past? As a matter of fact, I am, yes. Good call. And how, is it possible to do that and be a Christian? No. So why are you doing it then? I'm trying. Trying to what? Let it go. And why is it so difficult? It's extremely difficult. Right, and why? I think I'm a very, I'm an extremely disciplined person who has, who believes in right and wrong, and when I'm wrong, I get angry, and I have a tough time letting it go. Oh, uh, so you get angry. Very. And, and why do you get angry at it? I, I believe in right and wrong, and I guess when, it, when, I, when I see that something's wrong, I get pretty angry. It shouldn't, uh, if it happens once, and it shouldn't happen once, then it shouldn't happen three, four, five, and six times. Right. Do you know that it's impossible, absolutely impossible, to be a Christian and get angry? Yes. You do know that? I do. So then why do you think you're a Christian then? Uh, I didn't say now, that's Why do you one. love your kids more than you love God? Mm -hmm. Pardon? How, how, why do you think you are a Christian? 
If you know you cannot get angry if you are a Christian. Maybe you're correcting me right now. Oh, okay. So you didn't know that until now? I, I did. You did? Well, I think that someone, she, she made a good point before, is that why don't, and that she didn't make, I, I think what makes sense to me is that why do you not think about it every day about being a Christian? Because you probably don't want to realize you're feeling every single day. Right. You don't want to be reminded over and over again. Life's already hard enough as it is. Why do I want to draw on that? Yeah. Why, don't I, why don't I focus on what I'm doing right and fixing what I'm doing wrong? It's a, then to look at myself in the mirror and beat myself up every day. I'll pass on that. Right. <laughs> That's right. So let me ask, you want to overcome that anger? That's my biggest thing, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, so you, you've been here before, right? This is your first time here. Yes, sir. Have you talked about that to your friend? As a matter of fact, recently I have on the way here. And what did he tell you? What advice he gave? I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we, found, I don't think we finished the conversation. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to overcome it right now. Please. And uh, forgive your mother. Because you're married to your mother because you're attracted to that spirit. You have a love-hate relationship for it. And uh, your mother didn't mean to do what she did to you. And she, she did the best that she could do when she was trying to control you or whatever she did. Or maybe she was too mothery with you or did tell your life or yelling at you, impatient and all that. Is that right? I can't hear you. Yes. Yeah. You need to forgive her for that so that God can forgive you and he can take away mama's spirit away from you. Because it's not natural for men to have that spirit. It's the nature of a woman. So you're acting like a woman with a woman. That makes sense? Well, in one, I, in one of your books, you talked about how you, you could tell how a certain man acts if he was raised by a woman. Yeah. And I was raised by a single woman. And a lot of things you wrote made perfect sense. Just yes. Like just, just now. Uh-huh. And so, do I which book, book? I read The you? Antidote and Scam. Oh. And so, at the end, I tell you what to do. Did you read the end? I read the whole thing. As a matter of fact, just a couple weeks ago. So. Did you do what I said in the end? I'm going to read it when I get home. <laughs> Let me reread it. <laughs> you got to be doers of it, not just hearers of it. You got to do it. So here's what I recommend. Um, you got to deal. Your mother still living? Yes. Yes. You got to go to her and forgive her. She literally could not help herself. Um, and when you forgive her, God will forgive you. Just like you can't help but be angry at times. You don't want to be, right? Yes. And you want to not be yelling at your wife and all that, but you can't help it, right? I, I think that's a poor excuse. I can't help it. I choose not to. No, you can't help it because you don't want to do it. Isn't that right? I, I would rather not yell and fight. Yes, I would right. not. So then if you don't want to do it, why do you do it? Because you can't help but do it. it may, that thing makes you do it. And so you become like your mother. And so when you forgive her by realizing you can't help yourself, it will help you know that your mother couldn't help herself. And that will cause you to forgive her because you have compassion for her. You don't want your wife and kids to hate you for doing things you literally cannot help. And you don't want to do it. Is that right? That's true. Yes. Well, your mother doesn't want you to feel that way about her either. She couldn't help herself. So you need to go to her and say, Mother, I realize I become like you. And I realize now you couldn't help yourself. It was wrong for the way you treated me growing up. But I know now you can't help yourself. And I'm sorry for holding that against you. And if you truly see that she can't help it, you'll change just like that. You'll take it away from you. Then you can become a man. Because your wife and kids need you to be solid. Are you an alpha male or beta? I'm very alpha. Very what? Alpha 
Oh, uh, that's what they all say, huh? Well, some, but sometimes it's true. Uh, you beta, buddy. No chance. <laughs> no chance. And but, so, but, like, but I respect that, but, no, but I disagree. <laughs> a beta man, an alpha man, male don't have anger. He can endure all things. I agree. Okay. He, and he overcomes all things. He's not emotionally involved in anything. He's, he operates from logic and love, which is of his father, God. And he's able to set, you know, be the light so that everybody else can see the right way to go. But I know the ego doesn't want you to say you're a beta man. This is true. Isn't that true? That's true. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah, that's right. I've asked several men, are you an alpha male or a beta male, right? And they, they say real fast, alpha. And I'm thinking, this person lying. <laughs> I know this person is not an alpha male. And I'm looking and thinking, do they believe that? You know, isn't it interesting that we can easily believe lies about ourselves? We can just lie to ourselves, and then by lying to ourselves, we never get better. Because we lie. We got to be honest, even if you don't tell anyone else, at least be honest with self. And so somebody finally asked me, I don't think anyone asked me, I think I volunteered and said, I don't know, did, did they ask me, Dave? Did you guys ask me or I volunteered the information? I don't know. Oh, so, they, oh. so I asked them, well, what do you think, am I alpha male or beta? And they said, I don't know, what are you? I said, I'm a beta male. I know I am. And, and, and I know that, and by knowing it, I have hope now that I get over it. But if I lie to myself, I'm never going to get better from it. A beta man, and, and see, we tend to see it as, as being weak and girly and all that, but it's more than just that. Because you can pretend to be a man and, and not a man. You know, like act all macho and tough and all that. That doesn't make you a man at all. Being one with the Father makes you a man. Because you have perfect love, and perfect love endure all things. That makes sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. And so, uh, what do you think now, Mr. Affam? I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. Yeah. So, will you, go and, will you go and deal with your mother? I will. Yeah. And don't ask her to forgive you. You forgive her, and God will forgive you. Because if you ask her to forgive you, she might not. That's why nowhere in the scriptures where it says, go and ask someone to forgive you. It says, go and forgive. And that way he will forgive you and you can go free. That makes sense? Yes, sir, it does. Thank you. How does your wife feel about you when you're angry and caring all like that? Uh, she gets angry right back. Yeah. Which makes it worse. We're both angry. Right. And then the kids, is bad on them. That's the problem. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. So here's what I recommend. Apologize to your wife for doing that. But I want you to start doing my silent prayer. Are you doing my silent prayer? Not yet, no. Okay. Do the silent prayer. It's on my web, uh, rebuildingtheman.com slash church. And I just apologize to your wife. You know what, wife? I've, I've been getting angry. I'm wrong about that. And just leave it alone and then start doing the silent prayer, deal with your mother, and you'll naturally start dealing with everything else better. And she'll see it. It'll be in your action and not in your words. I will. Thank you. And because I can tell you want it. I do. And because you want it, whatever your heart desire is, you shall receive it. But you got to just be still so God can deal with you. 
That makes sense? Yes, it does. Uh, okay. Thank you. You glad you came now? Very much so. Any questions for me? Uh, at another time, yes. Uh, okay. How about your father? Is he still living? Uh, my real father is, yes. And have you dealt with him? No. Why not? I don't care. You don't care about what? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, it's not, I don't, I'm not angry at all. I just don't. I'm indifferent. Indifference to what? Uh, any kind of relationship. I'm sorry? Any kind of relationship? With your father? Yes. And why is that? Why am I indifferent? Um, I just could care less. I mean, I'm not angry at all. I just I don't care. We're, we're, why don't you care about your father? I don't look at him as my father. I look at him as, you know, we, he's cool. He's fine. We, we, we can actually drink, have, have a beer, or watch a game, but it's not a father-son thing. Do you drink with him? Occasionally. I don't see him very often. He doesn't live in the state. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I do. But you don't care about him? I don't, I don't care either way. Again, I think from, I'm, in, I'm not angry. I'm indifferent. If, anger, if I were angry, then it means I cared. If I'm indifferent, right. I could care less, which is really? probably worse. And so there's nothing deep down in your soul that wished that you had a right kind of relationship with your father? Oh, no. I, that, that would be probably great. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be healthier to have it that way than the other way than it is now. So you do kind of want it. It would be nice if you had it, right? I would say it would be nice if I had it. I have no desire to work towards it. I'm sorry? It'd be nice to have it. I don't think I'll take the time to work towards it. And why not? It's not, it's not a priority of mine. And why not? My children are first. Let's do, what, let's do right by them, and everything else can come second. That's not possible. Why do you say that? Because you're never going to love your children if you don't love your earthly father. Okay. You can't love one and hate the other. If you hate one, you, if you hate, one you hate them all. So you're not going to be able to love your children until you can love your father. Your father, like your mother, cannot help himself. He got screwed up while growing up by his parents. And if he could have done better about you, he would have. Oh, by you. He would have. And if you're going to ever return to God, you got to love your parents. Meaning just don't be angry at them. But your soul is yearning for your father. And it got, it, the, same, the deceiver is deceiving you to make you think it doesn't make a difference. It does make a difference. That's why you always feel that void deep down in your soul like something is missing. And what is missing, not the love of your wife, but the love of your father. You need to love your father. Because you're never, ever, ever going to return to God if you don't return to your earthly father. And it doesn't mean you need him financially and all that. But you need to love him. He couldn't help himself. That makes sense? It does. You don't disagree with that at all? I, I, I don't, actually, no. I'm sorry? I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And this is another part of lying to yourself. You've got to be honest with yourself. Know thyself so that things can start to get better for you. You do care about your father. It just sounds cute to say, oh, it just doesn't make a major difference. You're speaking faster than Tucker Carson. <laughs> it, just, it does make a difference. You, you. you want that relationship you want that relationship with your father but you got to see it admit it so it can happen when you forgive your father everything is going to change how can you say you love God and hate your father the father represent um, the men represent Christ on earth so if you turn away from the son you're going to turn away from the father your father is the son of God as you are maybe a poor example but it's still, that's how I was ordained to be. What do you think about that? I agree with you. Yeah. See how you were carrying on? No, I just want to be here with him. That's nothing matter.
It does matter. It, for every human being, it matters to have a relationship with your father. It really, really does. And the deceiver don't want you to know that. But until you return to the father, you're never going to return to God. And you'll never have perfect peace. So will you work on your father too? Yes, I will. Yeah. I'm glad, man. See, you're open for it. You're going to be fine. I am open for it. Yeah, you'll be fine. Thank you. Any questions about that? No. Who are you thinking right now? Uh, what am I thinking? I'm thinking of going home and talking to my wife first, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's my first thing. My first step. And then once you do it, never, ever, 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 as long as you walk this earth, never, ever, 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 but never, 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 ever, Show your wife weakness again. Women hate weak men. And when you're angry and carrying on, she's judging you because she can't look up to you because you're being weak. You're acting like you're making a relationship like a lesbian relationship. Two women fighting. So don't, even if you feel it, just quietly relax in it and don't show it. I completely agree with that. Yeah, right on. Well, I like, see, I like people who want it. They're so honest about it. You're going to be fine, man. Thank you. So don't let your wife and kids ever see you in that condition again. That I will do. Okay. Right on. So I saw another. Yes, ma'am. And then I got to explain this. Uh, wow. The time is almost up. I got to explain why you can't serve two masters. Yes. Um, talking about forgiveness. The last A little louder time, for me. Um, the last time I was here. And I'm only 15 years old, and I saw my, my real dad for the first or the second time in my life. That's amazing. And I feel like, because he explained to me and Paul, because we sat down, and he actually told us, since you guys are old enough, I'm going to tell you guys what happened and why I'm not here. He told us that it was just like my mom. She was like a struggle to handle. Yeah. And I feel like in my heart, I forgave him. I'm not mad at him. I have no hate for him. And I'm just, like, happy, I guess. Right on. So I, I forgave my dad for everything, not being there in my life and stuff. But now he is. So That is amazing. That's why you got to return to the father. Talk to your parents. Talk to your father. It would give you understanding of what happened because most kids... They only hear one side of the story, and that side is the man is always bad. The father is no good. The mother don't tell you, you know what, I was nasty to him. I gave him <laughs> hell. I ran him off, and, and it was me. He was too weak to handle my hell. He loved you guys, but he just, I'm just difficult. They're not going to tell you that. And it makes you think it's your father and turn you away from your father, boys and girls. And the worst thing that can happen is to turn them away from their father. And 99.9, not all, not all, not all, 99.9% of the time, this, when you talk to your father, it's not going to be the way that you've been told. He'll tell you the whole thing. And then you're like, oh, I was thinking you didn't love me. I was thinking you didn't pay child support because you didn't care about me. Because that's what you hear all the time. Good for you. And you're 15 now? Yes. You're my about birthday to was, live now. My birthday was last Monday. Oh, last Monday. 
and you turned 15. Yeah. That's amazing. Happy birthday. Thank you. You think you've grown now? No. <laughs> you are not grown. All right. We're going to sing happy birthday for you at the end. No, yeah. He's like, oh, no. Okay. Any other questions? Oh, right here. Is this making sense at all? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Um, Tim is asking, if we have a relationship with God, should it be a two-way street? Should we be able to judge God as he is able to judge us? Tell him to give it a try and see what happens. <laughs> give it a try, Tim, and see what happens. Let me know. I wouldn't want to take that risk. Just think, if you can't judge yourself and get away with it, if you can't judge others and get away with it, what makes you think you can, you can uh, judge God? I hope he make a donation online for asking that question. He did. Oh, good. That's a good question, Tim. <laughs> no, Tim, you can't judge at all. You know, you discern but not judge. All right. So, yes. You you talked about loving your father. Um, N. M. Thompson is asking, what does it mean um, if any man come to me and not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and his own life? He cannot be my disciple. What does that mean? And what it mean if you don't hate him? Because Jesus oh, said, it's if only you don't. Me. Yeah, it's only me. You have to only love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. You can't love God along with your children, your wife, your friends, your enemies, or anything. You have to love him first. Along with nothing else, based on nothing else. And then once you love him, the love that is working through you, because that's why we are on earth, so that he can create love through us, right? And so as he's created this love through us, we are loving everybody else in the same manner he's loving us. That's, all, that's what it means. Otherwise, we have no love to give. And so if you love your wife or children or anything else more than him, you don't love him. That's the problem. And if you love them more, you have hate. You don't have love. Anything that void of God's love is hate. There is no love in it. You feel emotions. You think that is love because the deceiver makes you think that. But it's not real love at all. That's why it's here today and gone tomorrow. It's here today. And when you say something wrong to me, it's gone. But when you love God, there's nothing that can happen to you that would take that love away. You will speak up, but don't resent. I see a lot of hands. Let me do this because we run out of time. Uh, what happened to me, and I can use myself as an example, right? Growing up in the church, I always heard you can't love God and money. And you can't love God and this. And I would do like most people did. Well, I don't love money, right? But then if I didn't have money, I would freak out. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this and do that, right? And so I didn't know at the time that I was lying to myself that I didn't love money or I didn't love whatever, right? Because when you're in the fallen state, you love whatever makes you comfortable. Whatever makes you feel good, you love it. And then when it doesn't go well, you hate it. But you still hate it at both times. It just feels like love, right? And so what I've come to realize is that when you seek first the kingdom of God, when you see that you're just a fallen being, addicted to the world, 
addiction to people, places, and things. And don't lie to yourself about it. And then you start to seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. Eventually, those, your mind is being renewed. And so those things that you were in love with, you one day realize you're, you're not into those things anymore. You don't know when it ended, but situations will happen. And you realize, wow, I'm not freaking out over money or I'm not freaking out over my whatever, right? It would change by itself because you cannot change it. You just need to be honest that it's an issue. But don't hate yourself for it. Just know I'm addicted to whatever. And then if you're seeking God, he would change it for you because it's all spiritual all the time. It's neither right or wrong, good or evil. And of ourselves, we can do nothing. That's why we must seek first the kingdom of God in his right way and all will be added. It will be changing for you. Your mind will change about it and you don't, you're not as attracted to it anymore. There's nothing you can do about it. And that's how you overcome the love of money and then the love of money, whatever. And then uh, what happened is you will have the right kind of relationship with money or whatever it might be because you need money, but it won't be like your soul, you know, it won't be your comfort zone. It'll be for use only. You have the right relationship with it. Or you went out to a party with someone. You used to go to the party and you get as drunk as your buddy, right? Now you can go to the party, but because you have a renewed mind, you can enjoy the people. You can have fun and not fall into that kind of temptation. Even if you had a glass of wine, you still won't become an alcoholic because you have a different kind of relationship with it now. It changed by itself because your love is with God and he changes everything for you. Because we need friendship. You know, we need, we need our enemies. We need our house, our cars, and things like that. But there's a right way to be with them, and you can't make yourself have that right way with it at all. It, I'm telling you as a witness, it changes by itself. It really, really does. Because he loves you, and the fact that you're seeking him He's taking care of you. He's working it all out. He really is. So stop trying to do it yourself. Don't hate yourself for it. Seek the kingdom of God and it will be added to you. That makes sense a little bit? He will renew your mind. He really will. And it's so amazing to have a renewed mind. Um, yes, ma'am. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one minute. So speaking of serving two gods, I find it um, very common in like cultured in cultures where they will say, oh, we love Jesus. They put Jesus for or God first. And then then they also serve their culture at the same time. Right. Then they it's don't very love God. common. They lie to you. Their culture is their God. Yeah. But because they heard you say love God. They heard somebody say you should love God. Who won't admit they don't love God unless you're an atheist or something, right? Mm-hmm. You say, oh, I love God. Just lying to yourself, and then you enter your culture. Yes. Christ came so we can overcome all of that stuff. And then there's a right way to enjoy culture. You know, if I want a little ham hops, oxtail, <laughs> collard greens, I can go down to the South Central and get some. <laughs> and, and it's just kind of enjoy it, but it's not my God. I can take it or leave it. 
Yeah, it's not something I have to identify with. But yeah. if you haven't returned back and had a renewed mind, you got to identify with something on earth or somebody. Yeah, I, I find that very interesting that culture people always say, we love God, we love God, yeah. and then their culture is like the first thing they'll die for. That's so, right. Yeah. They, they're lying to you. Yeah. Yeah. Did this help today? Yes. Thank you. I'm glad. Um, did this help you, my friend? Absolutely. Tell me your first name again. on. Harut. Oh, yeah. Harut. Yeah. Uh, how did this help today? Well, uh, uh, it feels comforting to see and talk about everybody, different faces, you know, different uh, hearts that uh, talk about the same thing that kind of relates to you also as well. That's right. You know, That's right. and, uh, you know, we're, we're not different from one another. And uh, it's just a comforting feeling overall, uh, you know, to, to see everybody. And to hear from everybody yep. that sometimes, you know, uh, answers your own questions. You know what I mean? It does. Yeah. That's why when we come together, we're supposed to have a fellowship, edifying one another and, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but most preachers don't do it either. They just preach the Bible to you. Right. And now you go home quoting the scriptures, not realizing you haven't realized anything. Right. And, and Satan used that against you. He really does. He right. used the Bible against you, too. Oh, yeah. It made you, you know, it made you quote them, and you, yeah, you got anger, you're insecure, you're mm-hmm. doubtful, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Whereas God, He just, it's so simple. God just wants us to drop the anger. Yeah. He just wants you to forgive, so He can draw you in, and then you can live. That's all is required. It's not required to learn the Bible, repeat, repeat the scriptures. It's not required to go feed the homeless downtown and make yourself feel good about feeding the homeless. But if you want to feed the homeless, it's fine, but it's not salvation. It doesn't make you a good person. He simply wants you to forgive so he can draw you in, he can create love through you, and you become the light of the world. And that's, it's just that simple, nothing else. Isn't that amazing? It sure is. And so uh, it's impossible. Did we say it's impossible to please God? And I said there was one thing. What was that question? You asked us what we should do. What's the one thing we can do to make God closer to God or something? Yeah, something like that. To please God. God. And that one thing is, you know what it is? Can I? I, uh, Yeah, take a stab. Yeah, I'll take a stab. Isn't it to, um, to, it's to worship him, but don't put any other gods before him. That's one way to please him, right? But there's, a, but there's this other so, way need to happen before that way happen. Forgive? Well, when I tell no. you what it is, you'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. It's love thy neighbor as thyself. No. Wasn't that? No, wasn't Yeah, do this one thing first. Uh, Duh, I know you want to tell me that. You are holy. Oh, Satan, your father. <laughs> My father said, don't doubt. <laughs> yes, sir. It's impossible to please God if you don't have faith. See, everybody, yeah, yeah. You got to have faith. If you don't have faith, nothing else is going to work. Nothing going to work. Isn't that something? So. Uh, let me end this because we're totally over time on, on this. So thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I really do appreciate it. Don't forget to, hey, James. 
do I tell them to like, follow, and tweet, and all that good stuff? Yeah. Okay. Subscribe. And buy t-shirts. Oh, tell them, James. Give James the mic. Come here, James. Everybody know James, right? <laughs> James is the, uh, my producer. He's the producer of the church and the radio show. He has his own show, too, The Hate Report. He interviewed a skinhead today. <laughs> yeah, he, he cut his hair. Did you notice? Oh, yeah, I did. No, he has his hair grown out. Grown oh, he does? Yeah, today, I didn't see hair. Yeah. I he's mean, not a skinhead. He's alt-right. Right. right. Yeah. I was thinking about the alt-right. Let me change this real fast. I was thinking about the alt-right, and I would think, I would tell, come back, James. And I was telling James this morning, it, it's, it's interesting that with our physical eyes, we see that the evil group between the alt-right and the Antifa people, we see that the Antifa people are the evil ones because they wear masks, they hide, they go and cause trouble, they bring weapons, and they attack. And they attack the white men with no mask. The white men don't go to these rallies armed and ready to even protect themselves, right? And so we're looking at these evil people in masks attacking the people who don't have our mask, and the media tell us, well, that is the evil white men. It's the uh, radical, what do they call them? The white supremacists. White supremacists. They tell us if white supremacists, right? Look how violent they were today. But we're looking and we're thinking, well, it looked like to me it's the people in the mask. <laughs> you know, it looked like they're the evil ones. They're the ones heavily armed. They are attacking people who had a, a rally, had permission to have the rally. They went there and attacked those people. Some of them fought back. But it looked like to me it's the people in the mask. And then they'll use certain kind of words like, well, they are fighting whites and privacy. Or they are fighting this. And then the people go and, and deny what they see to be true and think that the white man is the problem. And they know they see the violent side on the left. But they'll start believing in that and what the media and other people say because I guess they're not paying attention. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. We're looking at the violent ones and yet they can make us doubt that they are the mean ones. <laughs> it's the darnest thing I ever see. Yeah. It's like my wife used to make me feel guilty. I'm like, I didn't do that, did I? <laughs> <laughs> and she go on and on and on. And I'm like, I don't remember doing that, honey. You did it, blah, 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 blah. And then she gets you frustrated. You go like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't ever remember doing it. But I just confessed to something I didn't do. You got to learn how to handle situations. I, I think I said all that to say that. But it's amazing how the media can make you doubt yourself, all right? Because these people are being attacked, and they're not the one with the mask on. It's what premed. Isn't it premeditated? Give her a mic. To do what? I mean, there. You give her your mic, Jane. Hold on, women. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Why isn't this considered premeditation? What? Assault. It is. Isn't it? Yeah, for those people in the, in the dark stuff. Yeah, because it is the premeditated other, it's because premeditated. they plan it. They look for you. They're guarding their bodies with, you know, protection. Yeah. And the other ones are off guard. So can I was that, at a rally is, in Washington, D.C. a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, fight for Freedom Rally, right? 
Night for Freedom. Oh, Night for Freedom. Yeah. And uh, so the people that put on this rally, they hid the location from the, the uh, uh, Antifa people. They pretended that it was going to be somewhere else, right? And, and, and Antifa went through all kinds. They went to two or three different locations looking for the folks, heavily armed, ready to, for battle. And then they finally found the location where we were. And, and then they get the credit, and we end up looking like the bad people. We didn't tell them to come to the rally. They tried to hide the rally, and yet they found it and showed up in dark mass, calling everybody white supremacists and all that mess. It's something wrong with human beings. Mm, yes. That's not the way it's supposed to be. You've got to be able to know what's right for yourself, because the enemies of good will deceive you. Anyway, I'm done. <clears throat> come on, James, with your announcement. All right, so we have... We now have T-shirts for sale from the Bond. If you go to rebuildingtheman.com, scroll down a little bit, you'll see that we have T-shirts for sale from teespring.com. And we have a Bond store that we set up, and it includes the Bond logo and the motto of rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man in the website. So you can be like a walking endorsement of Bond. Very nice T-shirts, too. Yeah, so do it. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I really like James because he was so weak when he first came to bar. He was like weak Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was so weak that I would have him come up and do the open up the service just to get him to face his fears. And now when I see him, it's like that never was. It's amazing to see it. And so it helped, well, I already know, but it just confirmed that if you're ready to change, you can. But you got to go to the source that will change you. And you got to be willing to go through what you got to go through without complaining about it. Isn't that amazing? So let me end and then I'll take you guys. So don't forget to support us. We need your donations, your tithes and offering. We have counseling services, the best counseling service on this side of heaven, really. You might need two sessions. Most of the time, you only need one. So wherever you are, we counsel with you. Uh, we have on the third Thursday night, I have a meeting for ladies only, and first Thursday night for men only, and Sundays for everybody and their mama. All right? Uh, we had our women's meeting this past Thursday. How was it? It was good. Huh? It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. What did you think, Mary? Yeah, yeah. Quite, yeah. You, Rachel, you missed it. We have never had one like that. Haven't we? I wish I would have been here. But I yeah, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on just a minute. Yeah, we can't tell you. Well, I just wanted, I know that. Oh, believe me, you wanted to be at this one. Well, I wanted to be, but yeah. I was driving the night. I understand. Yeah. Right. It was interesting. So anyway, uh, thank you for tuning in, folks. Uh, and thank you all for coming today. I appreciate it. Let me welcome. Yeah. Let me do this.